Is your child struggling with a specific subject or need help with homework? Are they asking questions that you're not sure you can fully answer? IXL Learning is an online learning program for kids. It covers math, language arts, science, and social studies. IXL is designed. This program will improve your kids' grades. Studies done in almost every state in the country. The kids who had IXL are consistently doing better. Powered by advanced algorithms, IXL gives the right help to each kid no matter the age or personality. And it doesn't have to eat up all your time. One subscription gets you everything for all the kids in your home, pre-K to 12th grade. So don't miss out. One in four students in the U.S. are learning with IXL. IXL is used in 95 of the top 100 school districts in the U.S. Make an impact on your child's learning. Get IXL now. And listeners can get an exclusive 20% off IXL membership when they sign up today at IXL.com audio. Visit IXL.com audio to get the most effective learning program out there at the best price. What's up, everybody? This is Trey Biddy with Hogsports.com, H-A-W-G Sports.com. We got an action-packed show. We're going to talk basically all football today. May touch on basketball a little bit since they got the big Europe trip, but mostly fall camp. Arkansas has completed three practices at the time of this show, and we're going to get into all of that. We're going to talk about all the position groups that we've seen, all the interviews that we've had, and I also want to welcome our Twitter space followers. So um, we're on Twitter space for the first time doing this show live. All right, everybody, let's get to it. All right, I'm not going to get into all the ways to watch and listen. Everybody knows the YouTube channel, and I just mentioned we're on Twitter space right now, always streaming on Facebook Live. But I did want to mention, because today is the last day of our special offer for 50% off at hogsports.com. So it breaks down to $1.03 a week, $4.48 a month. Build it only $53.70 for the annual VIP membership at hogsports.com. Right now, we're number three in the entire network on this promotion. I want to finish first. I always like to see Arkansas at the top. So if you haven't signed up, today is the last day. This offer ends at 11 o'clock tonight, Central Daylight Time, 8-8-22. So that's today. It ends. So if you haven't signed up for the number one insider source on Razorback Sports and Recruiting, then you're going to want to do that now uh, at hogsports.com. Again, H-A-W-G sports.com. There's no promo code or anything. Just sign up and you'll get the deal. I promise you, you're going to be glad you did. There's a reason that we're one of the top ten sites in the network in a market that shouldn't justify that in Arkansas. We put out a great product, me, Danny, Curtis, Andrew. Uh, Go check us out. If you've ever wondered, now is the time to sign up because it's going to be a great year for Razorback Sports, for Arkansas football kicking off here soon. Basketball, of course. Baseball is always there. So sign up, hawgsports.com. Okay, enough of that for now. I'm going to put, for those watching, I'm going to go ahead and put some video up of Arkansas fall camp practice for you to enjoy instead of looking at my mug. So we put out uh, about 30 articles over the past three days, all fall camp-related articles, uh, not including the videos we put out and the photo galleries and stuff. So go to Hog Sports and check all that stuff out. But we're just going to kind of review some of the stuff that's gone on so far. First of all, Danny does this article every year. It's the notable weight changes. Okay. And there have been several. I mean – just, you know, there's the small ones like, you know, Cade Renfro's up nine pounds, 6'3", 206. But there's some other bigger ones like Dominic Johnson's up to 247 pounds. He was 228 listed in the spring. 247, that's a little high for him. Now, talking to Jimmy Smith, he's got a range, 230, 240 for him. 
somewhere in between there. He doesn't want him to get any more. But once he gets running around, gets healthy, then we will expect to see him get probably below that 240. And how much of an impact is Dominic going to have? He's, he missed the entire spring. He looks like he's going to miss most of fall camp, if not all of it. Looks like he's going to miss the Cincinnati game. That's a pretty big blow for a guy that I think is either the number one back on the team or tied for number one with Rocket Sanders. He doesn't have a flashy name. He wasn't highly recruited, but this guy can play and move the chains and get into the end zone, has really good vision. I think that's a blow for Arkansas in this first game. As much as I like Rocket Sanders, as much as I like A.J. Green, I mean, you know that this dude is going to always fall forward. So, I think that's a notable one. That's 19 pounds, by the way. Reem Sanders up 6'2", 227. Man, he looks great right now. I mean, the dude looks chiseled. He looks hard. I mean, he looks he looks the part of an SEC running back. I think that Sanders could end up having a really, really strong year. A.J. Green's up six pounds, 5'11", 208, which is about what I thought he'd be last year. A.J. got off to a slow start. He obviously didn't enroll in the spring. He had some injury issues in fall camp last year, kind of got off to a slow start. Let's see if we can see any other notable changes. Quincy McAdoo up 10 pounds, 6'2", 192. Good-looking freshman wide receiver. Tyrus Washington's added 26 pounds, 6'4", 247. Aaron Outley down 13 pounds to 6'4", 255. That's a good one. Aaron Outley certainly had, you know, a pretty severe knee injury. And uh, as Pittman says, he came in looking like an offensive lineman. So he's slowly getting his weight in order. The big one probably Devon Manuel, 6'9", 334, down 32 pounds. Terry Wells the other way, up 30 pounds, 6'5", 327. Wells had a back issue. I believe it was a back issue that caused him to miss a significant part of the spring. Tykeus Crawford's lost 22 pounds at 6'5", 325. He looks fantastic, too. You talk about, man, Takias is going to start for him. I don't know where. Obviously, one of the disappointing things that we learned from Sam Pittman's first press conference is that you've got um, you've got uh, Dalton Wagner with some back issues. Now, Wagner's been out there the first couple of days, first three days. He's been out there. It has looked fine. But he's got him challenging there and challenging right guard. I guess they feel good about left tackle with Luke Jones. Mary Harris has dropped 22 pounds to 6'7", 340. He needed to do that. Marcus Henderson's up 16 pounds, 6'5", 303. All offensive linemen are over 300 pounds now. So that's just a few of the – I don't want to go through the whole list, but you can read that at hogsports.com. It is a VIP article, so you need to sign up for our membership if you want to check out Danny's breakdown. He does this every year. It's a fun article, I think. We're also going to get to your questions, too, so be sure for Facebook users to get your questions in. If you're just listening on Twitter Spaces then, and you want to check out the show on, on the live show, uh, just go to Facebook, go to hogsports.com Facebook page. We've broken down the depth chart every day in practice. Now, the way they do this, they come out and they run what they call a fastball segment. So fastball, basically, I guess it's a way to kind of get their juices flowing. Like the first group offense will come out against the first group defense and run like four plays. Then the second groups will come out, then the third groups. And they all just go boom, boom, boom real quick, and then they go off to individual drills. I think part of the reason they sometimes hold out starters, maybe there's a precautionary reason for some, but I also think to get a quick look at maybe how the offense will perform without that player 
okay, uh, like without Ricky Stromberg at center or without Drew Sanders at linebacker. Just see how they look or maybe give another player a chance to get in there and, and change things up. And everybody always flips out when we come out with these, but it gives a good indication of where the depth stands right now. But you have to keep in mind there's always a domino effect, okay, when you have one starter pulled out. But everybody flipped out the first day because Drew Sanders wasn't with the first group, even though we were, like, <laughs> making sure to, like, put this stuff in bold print that, hey, this sometimes happens. But if you want to look at those depth charts, you can, again, go to hogsports.com. We do a observation story every day after camp. Again, another VIP article. I'm interested to see how Dorian Gerald's going to fit in to this group. Now, if I remember, Dorian was five, and I believe Cam Ball's five now, but he's 23 now. I think that's right. But Dorian's with the third group. Obviously, he missed all the spring. I watched him a good bit yesterday. I think he looks fine. So I don't know that injury, the injuries that he had is going to carry over so much. But it, it's interesting, and I think a big reason that we've seen uh, Eric Gregory inside, because they've been running four-man front. The first group has been running four-man front the whole time when we've watched. So I think it's – and they'll, they'll mix that up. That's kind of how they do it. They'll go for a week doing that, and then another week they'll just do three-man front just for practice. But uh, I think with having Dorian Gerald in there allows them to move Eric Gregory inside, which I think is key because they're a little bit of a question mark on inside at interior defensive tackle. You know, just looking at some of these new guys, let's see, who do we want to talk about first? You know, Landon Jackson, dude, I mean, 6'7", 275, looks fantastic. He is – I mean, this dude looks exactly like you want him to look. You know, Cameron Ball's a guy that they need to make a big step. Terry Hampton, I would say, is probably – he's 6'1". I would say that's about all I would give him. He is built like a square. He's a block. I think he's going to be able to help him. I think Taylor Lewis can help him. Now, Taylor Lewis, I was looking at him from afar. I was like, ah, he's not very tall. But I got up next to him, and I think it's because he is, I mean, he is really square also. And, you know, when you're broad like that, maybe sometimes you don't look as tall. But I would give him 6'3". I think he could possibly help them also. Um, so, good looks at those um, those young additions at defensive tackle. The younger guy, Nico Davalier, 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 Davalier. I don't even know how to say it yet. I'm going to get that down. But – Nico is uh, – man, he lo- he really looks apart as a true freshman. I don't know how much he's going to help him this year, but he's got a future, I think. Also didn't enroll in the spring. Haven't had a chance to watch Samuel Bakke a whole lot. I would say physically just you – know, I've seen him kind of from a distance. Wide receivers – you know, he's been working on the, like the left side, which is the center of the field between the two practice fields. So I haven't gotten a whole look, a look at him real close yet. But maybe kind of like – Keetron Jackson looked a little bit last year physically. Those young offensive line, we talked a little bit about them. Andrew Chambly also looks really good. Patrick Kudis. Patrick Kudis is bigger than I thought he was. I mean, I, I expect him to be big, 6'5", 300 or something. He looks more like a 6'6", 320 or something like that. Um, Good-looking kid. He was working left guard the first two practices, right guard the, the next two practices. He's a guy that could possibly have a future. Of course, we talked about Tyrus Washington. I've said several times last year, I go out there, I've got my roster, and I see number eight. I'm like, who the heck is number eight? Good-looking kid. Man, they really hit on Georgia, and we talked to Jimmy Smith about that. But Georgia, the guys that they – think about this, okay? Jaden Johnson, okay, played as a true freshman at Arkansas at safety. That's hard to do. Uh, Tyrus Washington, who I, ju- who I just mentioned in the incoming class. Cameron Ball, 
played four games for her last year. Probably a starter right now in their four-man front. One of the top three defensive tackles, maybe top two. It depends on where Eric Gregory is in there. But Cameron Ball, also from Georgia. Uh, Pooh Paul, Christopher Paul, a guy probably their third linebacker is just a redshirt freshman. I mean, Rashad DeBinion is another guy that they like, the crypto back. They've got a good group from, from Georgia. Keep recruiting that state. And as many know, that you know, I've got a lot of family from Georgia, obviously. Um, I spent my summers there. My dad still lives in Georgia. So I've got a lot of family there. And I can just remember all those small county schools. We lived uh, in the summer. Uh, my, my dad lives in is, is Wrightsville, where Herschel Walker's from. You know, and there's a ton of talent in those little small county schools in you know, South Central Georgia, South Georgia. My grandmother lived in South Georgia. My uncle lived there. So it's amazing the amount of talent that comes out of there. And I'm glad to see Arkansas really getting some positive response from some of these guys that they're recruiting. And obviously they're not done. They continue to recruit that state very heavily. Who else we want to talk about? Hey, Jaden Wilson as a returning guy has has done some good things. I like Jaden Wilson from the first time that I saw him last year. Felt like he was like running his route super compact, you know, doesn't look big. And then all of a sudden, you know, the ball comes to him and he just like flares out and becomes long, shows that 6'3". He could probably add a little bit of weight, but I like what I've seen from Jaden Wilson as a guy that we haven't talked about a whole lot. Seems like mostly out of that class you talk about Keetron Jackson and Bryce Stevens, right? and Jaden Wilson kind of forgotten about. But I think that they did well with all three of those guys. Now, it's it's a challenging room at wide receiver. I mean, it's super interesting because, you know, Matt Landers looks really good. 6'5", 200-pound wide receiver. I think 197 is what he's listed at. I would say he's all a 6'5". But he's intriguing looking. I mean, I don't want to go over this again because I've said, like, all the wide receivers, like there's a pro and a con, like, to each one of them, you know, like – Isaiah Satania, Satagna is a true freshman. You know, he wasn't here in the spring, but he's super quick. He's probably the lightest wide receiver uh, that's on scholarship on the team. But it'll be interesting to see, is that going to, is he going to be able to play? I mean, there's just so many – you look around, there's like 6'2", 6'3", 6'4", 6'5". Like all these tall wide receivers, rangy guys who are fast, uh, who are older. I think that they're in a good spot at wide receiver in terms of the number of guys who like, man, he looks good. He looks the part. He looks good. Are they going to be able to fill in for Traylon Burks? Probably not. It's generational type of wide receiver. But I think they've got enough guys where you can say, man, this guy could beat his guy. This guy could play against an SEC cornerback. They've got enough of those guys where you're like, one, two, three of these guys are really going to emerge and, and be big-time players for him. K.J. looks great right now. Doesn't look fat. Everybody's worried about K.J. He's so fat last year, right? He didn't care. It was his opportunities. He's squandering it. He looks good. I'm anxious to see what kind of year he puts together. I mentioned Rocket Sand. I mentioned the running backs a little bit. Talked a little bit about the offensive line. Brady Latham looks the best that I've seen him. Guys, they've got a they've got a team. They have they have got a team. Um and I don't care what anybody says. There's a lot of people talking right now about don't say this or that, who, who aren't at practice, who don't cover the team every single day. And that is what I try to bring to you guys. You know, on this show, on the website, um, you know, I'm going to be critical where I need to be critical. I'm going to praise where I need to praise. And I'm also going to go, 
and sit in the front row of every single press conference and look these coaches in the eye that I criticize, that I talk about, and the players in the eye. Um, a lot of people you hear talk that have the strongest, harshest opinions who are super negative. You know, a lot of them have to take that route because they don't have any sources or anything. But they're also not sitting in the front row of every press conference criticizing the coach Monday morning and then going to an interview with him the next uh, later that day. So that's what I try to bring to the table. And there's just, frankly, there's not a lot of people who do that. Not a lot in all of media. Malik Hornsby, what kind of role is he going to have at wide receiver? I think he's going to have a notable role. I have not seen him line up at wide receiver yet. Now, we've only been – we get about 25 minutes or so of practice, okay? Uh, in that time, we see a lot of individual drills. We see a lot of uh, – uh, you know, we see the fastball period and stuff like that where they line up in team. Uh, but we have not seen Malik Hornsby line up at wide receiver. Now, he's doing it. We know that. The first day he took every single second-team quarterback rep and probably 15 to 20 reps at wide receiver, just based on what we heard. But this guy's going to have an impact with the team. Yep. Good-looking group. I really like this team. They look big. Like, I think about – like, I've been doing this for 19 years, okay? Uh, I just think about some of the teams that I've seen that have – been pretty solid, like, you know, going back to the Houston Nut days or Bobby Petrino days. When I look at the man-for-man on this team, they're big, they're fast, they look the part. This looks like a stud SEC team. Now, it's going to be tough to win games in this conference because I say they look like a stud SEC team, and they're also playing other SEC teams. And it's an incredibly tough schedule, okay? And that's just what you get every single year. A lot of these games are going to be very tight. Yesterday, I went down and watched Cam Little for a while just to see how he's doing. I went and watched Max Fletcher and Reed Bauer. How are they booting the ball? Max Fletcher, by the way, has a cannon leg. Now, the problem with him is outkicking the coverage, as Sam Pittman would say, and uh, you know, getting it, you know, hitting a spot. I thought he did pretty good checking the ball up on on some of the kicks that I saw, uh, you know, inside the twenty yard line. Uh, looked like they were checking up pretty good. But so Cam Little. So those who don't know how the practice fields are, you got the you got the artificial turf, which is brand new by the way. You got the artificial surface on one side, and then on the other side, you've got the uh, the grass field. So Cam Little comes to the north end zone of the pylon of the grass field, and he's kicking at the uprights of the north end zone on the turf field. So it's, you know, it's at, at the side. He's not trying to make it through. He's trying to hit one of the crossbars. First kick off the crossbar. I was over there taking pictures of him too. I do all the photos and stuff too. So I was taking pictures of him. So I think he maybe was trying to show, I don't know if he was trying to show out or not, but he fucking, whoops. <laughs> he freaking nailed it. I almost, almost dropped the word right there. I almost dropped the full word. Woo. That would have been a first time in 19 years. So, anyway, Arkansas fall camp has been enjoyable. And I'm tired right now in a good way. Like, feel like we're doing the work. We're getting the content out. I would love to challenge any other outlet out there and see, like, where are you getting this much content? Where are you getting the interaction from the Razor's Edge message board? And one more time, sign up for 50% off at hogsports.com. Ooh, I almost completed an F-bomb there. I guess I'm not on actual radio, so it's fine. <laughs> I hope my mom's not listening. 
All right, where are we going now? I thought this was a cool article by Brad Crawford. Again, we're going to get to your questions here in a second on Facebook. So those of you uh, watching on Facebook, let's see here. Brad Crawford predicts every team's record in September. I've said this before with my man Brad Crawford, Arkansas fans, and I told him this when he ranked when he ranked KJ Jefferson 14th last year. This time, 14th of SEC quarterbacks. It's like they're never going to forgive you. They're never going to forgive you, Brad, and they won't. But give him credit for paying attention to what's going on at Arkansas. He's on the bandwagon. He's got Arkansas going 4-0 and in the month of September. I don't disagree with him. I think it's absolutely possible for them to go 4-0. and Now look at Cincinnati, and I look at Arkansas, and I know that Cincinnati's got a really strong program, and it's going to be a tough game. But I like Arkansas, as I mentioned. I like their special teams. That's the thing. You know, when we talk about these close games, who's got the better special teams unit? I'll take Cam Little. I will take Cam Little. So, Arkansas special teams could be the difference in a lot of games. But I look at their quarterback situation, and, you know, it's the backup to Ritter last year, and it's the guy who started for Eastern Michigan, you know. Um, who transferred out and is transferred back. He transferred from Cincinnati to Eastern Michigan, threw for like 3,000 yards, transferred back, and is competing for the starting quarterback job. It's an interesting dynamic there. Would you take that one of those quarterbacks or would you take K.J. Jefferson? Would you take Arkansas's offensive line? Or they, I mean, like when you start looking at man for man, but they've got a culture. They've got – they are used to winning. They are going to come down expecting to win. It's such a huge game, this opener. Such a huge game for Arkansas and Cincinnati both. And then that week two game against South Carolina. South Carolina's got an easier opponent week one. I think they play Georgia State or Georgia Southern. So they're able to, like, we'll be coming up here after a little bit where Arkansas will, you know, put in a little bit of work on the first three opponents. But really, more on Cincinnati. South Carolina can probably afford to focus on Arkansas a little bit more. That's a benefit for them. The benefit for Arkansas is those first two games are at home. And Arkansas is a year ahead of South Carolina, really, in their – I mean, I don't know if I would call it a rebuild. They look built to me. So, be sure to check out all the content on Hog Sports. Uh, again, we've got, you know, video of every press conference, uh, highlight video from practices, upwards of 30 stories just on Razorback football alone these past two and a half days, three days. Three and a half days. I tell you what, time gets jumbled up. I didn't even, like, I wasn't even thinking, like, people, all my buddies are asking me, like, hey, man, you want to go get a beer or something? And I'm like, is it Saturday? Is it Friday? Is it Sunday? Like, I'll, I always tell people, like, just tell me in dates. Don't tell me the day. Just tell me the date, and I'll know. All right. So, Arkansas basketball real quick. Curtis is going to blow out this coverage. I've actually – so we've had Curtis working football, and I'm taking him off just letting him focus on basketball these next several days while they're in Europe, okay? So August 9th, that game is at 12.30 Central Time, 7.30 local time, 12.30 Central Time, August 11th, and they're playing Valencia Selección. I think I nailed that. August 11th, Barcelona, Toto, Estrella. <laughs> It should be entertaining. I'm going to try to pronounce all these. That's at 1.30 p.m. on August 11th. That's Thursday. So Tuesday, Thursday, and then Saturday the 13th, Orange 1 Basket, Bassano. 
This is in Italy. The first two games are in Spain, Valencia, Barcelona, and then Como, Italy. That's at 12.30 Central Time on August 13th. That's Saturday. And then Monday, August 15th, Bakken Bears, Denmark, Como, Italy. That's at noon. So I'll be able to watch some of these. you got to get the Flow Sports subscription to do this, to stream it. I'm sure it's going to be terrible. It's going to be choppy and cut out, and the announcers are going to be bad. If There, are, there probably aren't any announcers. Maybe there are. Maybe they're doing the radio guys airing it that way. I don't know. Maybe there's a way to sync it up, I guess, where you can listen to uh, Chuck and Matt. But a lot of this overlaps with football, so I'm going to miss some of these games just because of the football schedule. That's okay. But, again, Curtis will have blowout coverage, analysis, breakdowns. Just That's the thing we do at Hogsports. We over – that's what I always like to say. We overanalyze everything. Like, if you're a diehard – if you're a casual Razorback fan, enjoy our free content. We put out free content just because everybody else is putting it out free, so why not get the ad revenue? So come check out our free content. But if you're a diehard, like if you're focused on not only this year, but what's next year look like, what's the next four years look like, what's the recruiting landscape look like, what's going on in the inner workings inside the program, if you're the kind of person that knows all the starters or knows everybody on the team, what are you doing if you're not signed up at Hog Spores? Like, what I, I just don't understand. I can't understand how somebody could be like a diehard Razorback fan and not check out what we've got going on. And it's not just the content, the Razors as message board. There's always somebody going inter, to interact with you. It is one of the most active message boards communities in, its entire, in the entire country. We keep it a little more civil there, paying subscribers invested in the membership. But. There's always going to be somebody to answer your question. There's always going to be somebody to interact with you. It's a great community. It's it's a lot of fun. I really enjoy it. I stay on there all the time. I'm lucky to have this job, and I want to thank everybody, our current subscribers, uh, the people who you know check out our free content. Really appreciate you allowing us to do the job that we do. And I think I speak on you know Danny Curtis Andrews' behalf on all that. Um, it's a fun job, as Danny West puts it. It's not hard work, but we work really hard at it. And I think that shines through in the content that we produce. Again, it's 50% off. So I'm going to go to your questions now. But last time, 50% off, HAWGsports.com, part of the 24-7 Sports Network. We've been, I've been in this business for 19 years. We moved from rivals to 24-7 just because of everything that comes with CBS and just the backing that we have, and it has been tremendous. We've tripled in size since we've left, and that's been four years ago. And one of the reasons we're, we're one of the largest sites in the network, some of the content we put out. Again, it breaks down to a dollar. I would like to know, it breaks down to 15 cents a day. So what can you get for 15 cents a day that gives you enjoyment all day long, that satisfies your Razorback hunger or whatever hunger you're looking for, for 15 cents? I mean, think about that. What are you getting for 15 cents? You can't get a quick cup of coffee for 15 cents. It's going to be 7 bucks. I promise you're going to enjoy it, and it's a great time to sign up at 50% off. $1.03 a week, $4.48 a month, $53.70 for the entire year. I mean, it's a great offer. All right. And I'm sure if you asked our members, they're going to tell you. And if you like this show, if you like Hog Sports Live, if you like the walk and talk that I do, if you like listening to me on Drive Time, if you like Danny's segment on various radio shows and Curtis and the freak stuff we put out, if you want to find out how to support, because I've had people say to me, hey, man, you got a Patreon account? No, man, just sign up for the website. 
if you want to support us, sign up for the website. Like I'm not making money on this show right now that I'm doing. Okay. I'm not, I'm not <laughs> like I'm making it. I mean, it's a little bit of money, but it's barely worth the time. The reason I do the show is to promote the website. That's why we do the show. So if you want to check us out, now's the time to do it. You can also sign up for a dollar your first month if you want to go that route. Okay. All right. Thanks for listening to that, everybody. I really appreciate it. But if you want to support us, sign up for the website and get a great product at the same time. You're not just chipping in $5 to a super chat or something, right? I don't even do those. All right. Let's see what we've got here. Questions. Dustin Hoofman. Where you at? Oh, actually, I was. we'll get to you, Dustin. Let's start at the top. Alex Hamilton, what is your guess on who you think Hognot? I'm not sure what that is, Alex. Sorry. Philip Doolin says, unlikely Hogs go undefeated, but for the first time in a long time, you can make a reasonable argument for them to win each individual game on the schedule. I love that content or that, that take, Philip, and I agree 100% because – I mean, normally we'd say, you know, we might pass over that Alabama game. But you look at the way they played Alabama last year, and you're like, it's in Fayetteville this year. They got a shot. You know, that's what I would say. You know, before you start predicting wins and losses and all this stuff, can they be competitive in every single game? Do you give them a shot and you wake up in the morning, you think about it, the fight song's playing in your head, or you like, man, got a shot to win today. I think that's going to happen for every game. I think you're going to feel like they got a shot to get them every single game. And some of it comes down to how you manage two-minute or one-minute these days. Some of it comes down to kicking game and stuff like that. But, yes, they can compete in every single game. Kevin Alexander said, did Landon Jackson get dinged the first day of practice? I don't think he did. I saw him out there yesterday, the day before. Yeah, I think so. I mean, it's possible uh, Paul missed some time Um Hudson Henry missed a little bit of time in the first practice. Vincent, Christina, Lawrence. I guess that's a dual account. How do you feel about the roster this season? I, I think I've went over that, Vincent. You asked this 19 minutes ago, but uh, I think I answered that question. I, I feel like they have a pretty good team. And, and I'll say this too. like when we're, just, we're not just talking about the first 22 because you can't just ask, who, you know, how good is the first 22? You have to ask how good is the next 22, and for that matter, how good is the 22 after that? Because in this conference, you don't want to play everybody every single snap. I mean, in any level of football. You don't want to play everybody every single snap. You, you know, defensive line, you want to play 60%. So, what's the second group look like? I think that there are going to be players on this team that emerge that you don't think about. Like, who was talking about Dominic Johnson this time last year aside from, hey, Dominic Johnson's over there working at tight end. I like their roster. I like their offensive line. I like their running backs. I like the quarterbacks. I see potential at wide receiver, potential at tight end, potential, real potential at defensive end. Maybe a little bit more concerned at defensive tackle, but there's some big dudes there. We'll see how that shakes out. I like that they're working Eric Gregory inside. I think that's important. Uh, linebacker a little fit thin, but the first couple guys are pretty good. And I like the secondary a lot, especially the safeties. But everybody's going to be th- – in this 85 scholarship age, everybody's going to be thin somewhere. Nate Davis says, feels like a kid waiting for Christmas. I hear you, man. It's crazy because 
these next 26 days are going to be the longest 26 days of the preseason, football season. The preseason is the longest, and then the season gets here, and it's just like, it's over. It goes so fast. This is fun. Unless unless Chad Morris is the coach. Let's not speak his name. Those, those, those years drug out. Cody Hamlin says running 3-2-6 should help with the defense up the middle and the D-line correct. Yes, but, again, they have pound with passion. <laughs> yeah, that's an old joke. So, they have been working four-man front a good bit, but it should help. The problem with the 3-2-6 is you don't have, like, a true edge guy out there. Who's the edge? I guess everybody can hear me on Twitter spaces. Looks like it. But who's the edge guy? You're not going to get a lot of sacks. Arkansas was second to last in sacks last year. I think they had 25 sacks last year. Vanderbilt was last with nine. But that's still not a good spot to be in, second to last. But if you don't, I think you were going to see, and we, they haven't done this in the spring yet, but we're going to see more three linebacker looks with Drew Sanders maybe putting his hand in the dirt coming off the edge. I think he could potentially lead them in sacks. We'll see. This depends on how much four-man front they use, how many sacks they get. Kevin Mercer says, I think Crawford is going to be a start on the O-line by the end of the season. I think you're right. I think probably by the beginning of the season, early of the season. He looks fantastic. I mean, like, if you if you just go like – he looks better than he did last year. And he looked pretty good last year. But he looks better than he did last year. Like, I mean, he looks like, I don't know, a bodybuilder more than, you know, offensive lineman. He just – he's got a shot to be really, really good. Haven't heard anything from you about Jalen St. John. You seemed high on his potential previously, but not sure what happened after he went into the portal and came back. So he's working with the second group at left guard. He's just behind Brady Latham. I mean, those guys all started off very young and, you know, have been in the system a long time. I mean, Brady Latham's about to go into his third year as a starter, and he's got another year – he's got two years left if he wants it. Um, you know, Lemmer's going into his third year starting. Wagner's going into his fourth year. And then – Stromberg's going into his fourth year. You just got a lot of veteran guys up front on the offensive line. It's one reason I really like this offensive line. They look good. I mean, this is a group that looks really good right now. And but it's hard not to look at that second group and say, man, Jalen St. John, Marcus Henderson, Takis Crawford, and Marion Harris, Andrew Chambly. Oh, what's the other um the biggest guy on the team? Why am I forgetting his name? Sorry, Bo. Um, but anyway. He's 6'9", 340 pounds or so. I mean, it's hard not to look at that next group and go, dang. And then Patrick Kudis joins. You know, I mean. Jeff Smith says, Hornsley shows out this year. People Will people be really surprised or will they expect him to be good? You guys shouldn't be surprised. All right? I'm telling you right now, he's going to be a guy that makes plays for him. I don't know at what level. As long as he stays healthy, he's going to be a guy that makes plays. He just is. Like, you don't just go out and try it out at practice and keep catching all these deep balls and just be like, ah, oh, that's just a fluke. I mean, they're trying to stop him. They're aware of him. You know, they're like, when he goes out at wide receiver, and this is from the spring anyway, when we saw him there, you know, everybody's looking at him, like pointing. Dustin Hoofman says they say that special teams can – and I also think, you know, it's not just like catching passes, but it's also, you know, taking an end around. Fastest guy on the team taking in a round. Shifting to quarterback. 
bumping KJ out to wide receiver, shifting from quarterback back out to wide receiver, moving KJ at quarterback. You know, there's all kinds of things they can do to throw the defense off, give the defense extra things to prepare for throughout the week so they can't prepare for other stuff. They say special teams can win or lose a game outside of Cam Little. Where do you see our special teams, especially return men? Return men is still in question. I think they really want Bryce Stevens to be the guy there. I will say this. At wide receiver, I've seen Bryce drop a few passes. I haven't seen that happen in fall camp, but I saw it in the spring, saw it last year. Um, But they really like him as a return man. So I think that there's a good chance that you'll see him as the punt return guy. And at kick return, that's anybody's guess. I really like Miles Slusher back there. I don't know that they're going to want to use a starter uh, at at kick return. Maybe A.J. Green is a guy that you could see as a backup running back. Um, Maybe DeBenyon if they decide to use him. We'll see how it shakes out. But right now, um, I don't think they're settled there. Aside from I think they really like Bryce. I mean, Jaden Hazelwood, I've seen him work there too at, at punt return. Maybe kick return, too. I can't remember. Jonathan Mosley says, could KJ be a Heisman candidate this year? Well, they're going to have to win a lot of games. So, if Arkansas wins six games in the SEC, okay. Maybe we're talking that. Uh, I always felt like to win the Heisman as a quarterback, your team needs to be, like, championship caliber. That – takes me back to Tim Tebow and Florida finishing third in the SEC Eastern Division the year that he won the Heisman. They lost three games. I'm going to get ticked off again. Also, I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go on past that because I'm mad now. Also in your pictures, look like Christopher Paul wasn't dressed out. Anything wrong there? He missed the second day. He was back out there yesterday. Yesterday they put on on full pads. So just the rest of the schedule real quick, I guess I can go over that. Um, today they go at 245, so they moved it up a little bit earlier. Um, and they'll wrap up around 430, 435. So they were in full pads yesterday, and they'll practice again tomorrow about at the same time, 250-ish on, on, on uh, Tuesday. Wednesday is their first off day. Thursday, they'll come back in full pads. I, I got to say this, too, because I was a little wrong in my projection of how the schedule would work out. I thought they would have taken Sunday off and then go, but, you know, they practice through Sunday. Their first day off will be Wednesday. So um, I was listening to my podcast yesterday to see if there's any corrections I needed to make, and I started off the show breaking down how the schedule was going to work out, and I was a little bit off on that, so apologize. But I took a stab at it. Alex Hamilton says, now that we are two years removed from behind the scenes, two years removed behind the scenes nationally, how much flack did Hunter take for the Pittman hire? Um, I mean, nationally he took some flack. I mean, there were lists that came out with the coaching uh, top, you know, 65 coaches in Power 5 football, and he was 65th. I'll say this. I'm not saying like I saw Pittman coming in and just, you know, turning into a nine-win team in two years or anything. But I knew that they were going to turn things around with him because I knew the players needed a buy-in guy. They didn't. They just didn't. They wouldn't fight for Chad Morris, John Shaves. They just wouldn't fight for those guys. They didn't believe in them. You saw the quit. I mean, they would just give up on a game. And Morris didn't know how to handle it. They needed – they were not so void of talent that they should have been getting their butts kicked by Western Kentucky, by Colorado State, by North Texas, by San Jose State. I mean – it doesn't take a genius to to tell that Arkansas is going to have more talent than those programs. And 
just getting waxed by Western Kentucky. They needed somebody they could fight for, they could believe in, that understood SEC football. And I knew that that's what they were going to get with Sam Pittman. Go back and watch my um, – when Sam Pittman's hired, I did a Hog Sports Live, I'm sure, immediately. Go back and watch that. Go back and watch the walk and talk I did after his first press conference see what I said about Sam Pittman. Watch my Western Kentucky walk and talk if you want to get an appreciation for how things are today. And watch my Texas walk and talk if you want to feel about how I feel about Sam Pittman. Kirby Smith says, if we can stay healthy, we can have an amazing year, 9-4 and four or better, dare I say, maybe SEC West champs. I mean, you got to beat Alabama. you got to beat Texas A&M. you got to beat those two teams. With a few breaks, maybe, maybe the playoffs. I remember 64, 69, 78, 98. I won a national championship before I croak. Pittman gives me up. I mean, don't like – don't think that you're going to win a national championship or anything like that. I'm not saying that you should think that, but I am saying that, hey, man, things fall right. You, you, hit it, you hit an opponent at the right time. Maybe they have an injury, a key injury. You know, you get a guy, you, the schedule just happens to fall right. You get some luck. you got to have some luck. Anybody who thinks you don't have to have luck in this game is fooling themselves. Luck is what happens when preparation meets opportunity. You prepare yourself. You're prepared to pounce on luck when it's in front of you. Um, they have a chance to have a really good team to win the national championship outside of like Alabama, even Alabama. I mean, Alabama's had some luck <laughs> to win the national championship. Everybody does. Everybody does. But you sit, you're there year after year knocking at the door. You know, that's how you win a national championship. Arkansas hasn't been knocking at the door. They have a chance to have a really good team, a team that you can be really proud of. Alex Hamilton says, I just think Sam and the staff – Think Sam and the staff are person persons better than Jimbo and his staff. Think Sam's his staff. Possibly. Yeah. I mean, they got a good staff over at Texas A&M. No, no question. Landon Montgomery says, listen to Jimmy Smith's press conference. He seems like a coach anyone would love. You know, when I had a uh, my first sit-down interview with Sam Pittman as head coach, one-on-one, uh, I asked him about Jimmy Smith. He says, you're going to love him when you meet him. That's the first thing he said about him. And I think that a lot of people feel that way about him. Also a hell of a recruiter. On that note, he almost seems like a star, seems starstruck by Rocket. Are we looking at a possible DMAC caliber back in Rocket? I think Rocket's really good. It's hard for me to put anybody on that pedestal of DMAC, but the dude looks fantastic right now physically. I mean, he looks great. He looks like you're supposed to look. Wes Miller says you put a request in for media availability with Jamil Walker. <laughs> we're not getting Jamil Walker. I don't know if Jamil doesn't want to talk to the media. I'm just glad we're getting to talk to the assistant coaches. And I tell every one of them when I talk to them, I was like, hey, well, you know, I guess we'll get to you next year because we won't talk to them again through the season. But the way they've kind of structured things, like we talked to Jimmy Smith. We talked to a couple of his running backs on one day. The next day we'll talk to Dow Loggins. We'll talk to – I think we talked to three tight ends yesterday, actually. So uh, that's just kind of pace that we're going at a position group every single day. So that's why you see, you know, us flooding out running back stories one day or tight end stories the next day. Landon Montgomery says, love hearing guys like Hudson say that they just want to help the team in any way. He could really be sour about Trey Knox. This could be especially. I, I think that's a great mindset from Hudson. Hudson's got to stay healthy, and he can contribute for this team. I kind of, you know, I hold a special place in my heart for the for the Henry family. Good people. Got to know them, you know, over the years, obviously. And I think a lot of Razorback fans probably feel that way about the Henrys. 
Dustin Hoopman says, will be big to win the first game with SEC crew in Fayetteville. Alex Hamilton says, Zim and Pat Bradley will call the basketball games remotely. Appreciate that, Alex. Ed Strauss says, time to say Hayden Henry not ever going to be healthy and contribute. Hayden Henry is the linebacker, his brother. I don't know if it's time to say that. I mean, dude's got three more years at Arkansas if he wants it. Hogwild says, I know our running backs, but who are fullbacks? Do we even use them? They don't use They don't use fullbacks. Nobody uses fullbacks anymore, hardly. I mean, like, if, if you'd say it'd probably be like an F tight end would be the modern-day fullback, um, the, the sniffer, the guy who lines up, you know, kind of on the, on the butt, on the outside, off the line. That's probably your modern-day fullback these days. Landon Montgomery says, I listened to free content for about a year, signed up in 2020, worth every penny. These guys are worth the purchase for all Hog fans. I really appreciate that, Landon. Appreciate you saying that. Mark Douglas, looking forward to Dominic Johnson getting 100%. He was the best all-around back last year. People are sleeping on Dominic Johnson. I know he's he's hurt. And I think maybe an advantage for Arkansas is maybe, you know, a few games into the season. I, I'm going to tell you right now, Pittman says he's going to miss the, the Cincinnati game most likely. But hopes to have him for the South Carolina game and the majority of the season. It wouldn't surprise me if it's a few games in, just kind of based on how he's talked about him. Coaches always kind of say, you know, you know, put it in the best frame possible. But it wouldn't surprise me maybe if it's a little farther out. But the benefit of that could be that you get a very fresh running back in Dominic Johnson. I mean, this guy didn't go through spring. He didn't go through fall camp. Now he's going to have to get readjusted. going to have to, you know, feel what it's like to take some hits. But having a fresh guy a few games into the season at running back, that might not be a, a, the worst thing that ever happened. Landon says he'd take Catalan over Jordan Battle every day and twice on October 1st. Ron Wilk says, where do you think KJ has improved the most since last season? From what I hear, it's just like just his overall leadership, obviously. His, you know, I mean, just going through a full first year as a starter, you know so much. Think about how much he struggled that first half against Rice last year. I mean, I think Arkansas was down 10-7 or something. He didn't have a very good day in the second half, came out and, you know, put it on him. But, um I mean, just all that experience, just the overall experience of having been a starter for a full year and really knowing what it takes and being able to go back and look at an entire season, not just a game, but an entire season, you know, having all that analytically broken down in film sessions, you know, being able – I mean, the way they cut up stuff nowadays, I mean, you can really, like, put your mind in something and, and improve. You're going to improve on what you practice, okay? Practice being a leader. Practice playing in games. I mean, that sounds weird to say, but practice playing in games. Having that practice is going to make you a better all-around player. And I say just an overall take it up a notch, and you're the face of the team. You're the guy. Last year, this was Grant Morgan's team, okay? Offense, defense, it was Grant Morgan's team. This year, it's KJ's team. Matt Landers going 600 yards and 10 touchdowns. 10 touchdowns, a lot of touchdowns. He looks good out there. Kevin Gill says, honestly, I hope the Cincinnati Bearcats game is close to keep overconfidence, especially the fan base in check. Wouldn't be the worst thing. Just come out with the win, right? Melton Rowland says, do you think we have a chance with Cincinnati? Yeah, absolutely. Arkansas is actually favored in that game. It's in Fayetteville. 
Cincinnati's got a lot to replace, but do not mistake, this program is used to winning, and there's a lot to be said for that. And they're not starting over with a new coach or anything, starting over with a new quarterback. they got to replace nine NFL draft picks. They return a lot still. They return a lot on the offense line. I mean, this is a good program, okay? It's not just your average non-Power 5 program coming in here. This is a team that's used to winning. Obviously, they went in the college football playoffs last year. They lost their last two SEC games. Think they didn't stick in their crawl? Think that and like I mean you don't think they don't know like hey we've lost the last two SEC games let's go out and get this one. Kevin Gill says just tired of arguing with irrational fans and ploting. I mean don't get tired of that it's going to come every single time. That's the great thing about football though, isn't it? You live and you die on every single play. It's not a picnic like baseball's fun and everything I get it but it's kind of a picnic atmosphere. Football is life or death every single play. You can't you say some of the things you can't believe you would say in front of your family, in front of your kids. <laughs> I mean, you guys know what I'm talking about, right? Not sharing any secrets. All right, everybody. We got practice today at 2.45. I'll be there. We'll have all the content at hogsports.com. And, again, if you haven't signed up, you got just a few more hours to sign up at hogsports.com. Right now we're number three in the network. USC was number one. Iowa was number two. They're having a good good promo. We're number three. I want to be number one. Everybody knows that. Our last promo, we finished second. I love seeing Arkansas number one because people underestimate this state, okay? And I don't mean just my site, but, I mean, when I say we're top ten in the network, we're firmly in the top ten. Like, I don't know if I can give out that information, but we're – Higher than 10, I can tell you that. And it's because of the work we put in. Again, it's not hard work. We just work hard at it. And I'd love for you to come check out what we do at Hog Sports. Come check out our 50% off offer for the annual or sign up for one month for $1. Click all the buttons. Check out what we do. Be sure to flip it to dark mode. I love the dark mode feature on our message board and everything. A little easier on the eyes. But go check us out. 50% off right now until 11 o'clock tonight, 8 8 Today's Monday. And, um, again, no promo code or anything like that. Just sign up. You'll get the deal. You'll see the banner ads all over the site, hawgsports.com, part of the 24-7 Sports Network under the CBS and Paramount Global Umbrella. You're going to like what you see. You're going to like that you signed up. You're going to be proud that you did it. It's going to be the best 15 cents a day you spend. I promise you that. All right, everybody. I'd like to say thanks to all of you for checking us out. And um, we'll be back with you guys. Maybe Thursday we'll jump in. You know, we start doing these show two times a week when football gets going. So we'll just see how things go. But uh, hoping to do the show again on Thursday. And uh, we'll be back with you guys then. All right, everybody. Thanks for joining me. This has been Trey Biddy with hogsports.com. And we'll catch you next time. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. 
We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.